Welcome to the Bosses Fuck Podcast, a no bullshit, no sugarcoating guide and discussion for female entrepreneurs and those who want to learn how to be boss in life and in business. I'm your host, Katie Seller, and I'm currently building my empire, which includes helping other women to be successful, break barriers, and live life on their own terms. So that's what we're here to do today. You ready, babe? Let's fucking do this. Hey, good looking. How the fuck are you? It's Wednesday again, of course. That's why you are hearing my voice. <laughs> um, I am so glad you guys have been loving the um, episodes. The past, the last two episodes have been doing amazing. You guys have been loving those, um, even though one was semi-ranty. And then the other one, of course... Um, more usable as far as, you know, what to do when your business hits that slump. Um, if you're new here, you can start from the beginning if you want to know more about me and my business. Um, now business is, which came a little bit later, but um, yeah, so check back to the earlier ones if you want a little bit of a background of who the fuck I am and why you're listening. That would be awesome. Um, and if you haven't yet, of course, subscribe. And if you would leave me some love, reviews and everything like that, help more people find us. And I would I would love for more babes to listen, um, to join our Facebook group, to engage all of that good shit. That would be awesome. Um, this week's been, I say week, although it's Wednesday, but I mean like the past seven days has been interesting. Um, there's been some good shit. Um, our, our water bottle, uh, for Metal Marvels, it's, uh, drink your fucking water and it's got one of those, like, not necessarily a timer, but it has the like sections of like to what part, you know, how much water you should be drinking. And it's super sassy, of course, because it's fucking mine. And it went viral last week. Um, we posted a customer's photo, so it wasn't like a staged photo or anything. We posted a customer's photo and it went nuts. It was being shared in tons of Facebook groups, in like keto groups and like all over the internet. Um, Our post is still getting traction. It's so crazy. And we actually posted another picture of it today. And again, that one is going nuts. And it is so crazy how just one thing like takes off, you know, when you've got a ton of other shit too, like it's weird. And that's sort of what happened, you know, with the bangles in like the very beginning. So it's weird to see it happen again with like the water bottle. It's so crazy. Um, still dealing with, um, the unethical quote unquote company, um, that pulled some shit, um, and filing DMCAs, they threatened me in writing, which is great for me, um, to have that. Um, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, luckily, luckily Shopify has been amazing, um, in helping me with that. So I assume that will get resolved soon. Um, but yeah, it's been like kind of a week of ups and downs. It's kind of cool though. I mean, especially the bottle, like just watching something take off. Um, I'm also deep, like up to my eyeballs in planning for Black Friday. And I know you're like, it's September. Um, but getting tons of new products, um, coming up with a really cool sort of like gift set thing that I think we're going to, we're going to do this time, um, for anybody that meets a certain threshold, um, new shit, gift sets, all kinds of fun stuff. Like I'm so pumped on what's to come. I'm stressed as fuck. Cause there's so much shit to do, but 
Um, it's going to be amazing. But I had talked about um, in the Facebook group, which if you are not there yet, uh, we are on Facebook. It is Bosses Fuck for Female Entrepreneurs. There are questions. If you do not answer them, you will not get approved. Um, I have to make sure you're in business. Um, and I'm a little iffy on adding if people in an MLM. I will add you. But... The group in general is a one strike and done policy. Um, I unfortunately had to deal with that this week of somebody who commented and seemed super helpful and then ended up private messaging somebody because they said, yeah, like private message me thinking that it was somebody that was, you know, had a useful, you know, piece of information, but instead was basically selling to these people, her MLM. I don't care what it is. We don't do selling. Um, I don't sell in the group at all. The only thing I post about it as far as like pushing, if you will, are the episodes because the group is based on my podcast. Um, but we don't sell. There's no selling. Occasionally I will post um, one post where you can comment under and share anything you're excited about, any product, any you know new business thing, really anything. We will do that occasionally so you can share and the girls in the group can, you know, shop or connect or whatever. Um, but yeah, just a little side note in case you join just since I was something I had to deal with this week. But in the Facebook group, I talked about setting up my LLC and filing for trademarks and was asked if I had done an episode sort of on these basics. And I realized that I had not. So guess what we're talking about today? <laughs> um, you know, first and foremost, I mean, I think like a basic thing, and I sort of touched on this in one of the earlier episodes as far as getting started in business is, should you start a business? It's a kind of a deep question. I mean, anybody can start a business, but you know, you know that I'm not going to give you, you know, this sugar coated thing. I'm going to give you a no bullshit answer. And I honestly do not think that everybody should start a business. That might be harsh reality, you know, but I think that some people are genuinely not cut out for it. Um, I think especially, you know, I mean, across the board, but especially like in MLMs or anything like that, I think people are wooed into this idea by seeing what others are doing or even what they're not doing and what they're saying they're doing, because honestly, I think it's hard to trust results of a lot of these people on the internet. Um, you know, but possibly hearing these results, seeing sales or, you know, the money numbers they're throwing out there, and they think that it's intriguing enough. Whether it's your own business or an MLM, not everybody is cut out for business. You know, because an MLM, and that's multi-level marketing, that's, you know, things like Herbalife or LibSense or Monet or literally all of the bajillions of them that are on the market. Um, that Those things, you know, are definitely easier. Um, they cut out a lot of the shit that you have to do in business. Um, you know, you have to do the buying and the inventory stocking and the fulfillment and all this stuff. So it's easier in the sense that you don't have to worry about all of that. A company is doing it for you. But if you're not a good salesperson, it's not going to work. Those, I mean, you literally are a salesperson when you own an MLM or we're not, sorry, when you are a part of an MLM, you are the salesperson for the company. Um, 
obviously you make money, but you're in sales. And if you can't sell, it's not going to work. And as far as owning a business goes, if you can't juggle 37 tasks at once, if you cannot handle immense amount of stress, lack of sleep, and literally everything and more on your shoulders on top of, and that's not saying that people in an MLM don't have that because if it's your only gig, of course, you're going to have stress and shit because you got to make money. But this is also on top of, you know, the selling, which they both do, but also the purchasing and the fulfillment and shitty fucking accounting because that stuff sucks. And all the things that goes into owning your own business from the ground up, it won't work. You know, and while I think that like maybe some college courses can help, I don't think a degree is necessary. You know, I got one, but I don't necessarily think that a lot of things I learned in class are applicable to what I do. Um, I mean, pretty damn successful. And I slept through a lot of it. (laughs) It's no joke. And I definitely just snorted. That was great. Um, (laughs) I slept through a lot of accounting, just mostly because I hated it, which is probably why I have an accountant. Um, A few other things, you know, those classes they make you take that are so useless. But I just don't think it's it's necessary. You know, what I do think is necessary for opening up your own business from the ground up is passion, you know, the willingness to do all the shit and the dirty work before you ever see a dime. And that can be years. That is important because if you're going to get to six months, one year, two years, and you're not a millionaire yet and you quit, you shouldn't even start. If that is your mentality, I don't recommend it. And, you know, I've, I've said before, I get frustrated in a lot of the business groups because people will complain that they haven't had X amount of sales or whatever number that they had in their mind by whatever point of time. But in reality, it's it's different for everybody. Some people, it happens. They open up a store within a year. They are making millions. There's others who don't. I, I did not. I didn't pay myself for the first three years. Um, every single dime went back into the business. I wasn't making that much. And it wasn't until the last three that I did. And I've made a lot and I've paid myself a lot for all the work I've done, but you don't get there overnight. Hell, it took me three years to even pay myself a tiny bit. So if you're going to be impatient in the especially the monetary side, I definitely don't think it's a great idea, really. Um, I cannot stress it enough. Like as much as a lot of these business coaches that are out there, you know, push this idea that they can help you make X amount in a launch and then you don't and wasted money on a course, it's going to take time and patience and work and stress and sometimes no sleep and tears. Oh, there will be tears. Good ones and bad ones. I guarantee even the most successful people have fucking cried in business. My dad always says there's no crying in business, but <laughs> there's certain points, especially if it's some, it's, if it's like a way you deal with frustration, there's certain points when it just fucking happens because you're so frustrated and it comes out. I've had both good tears, bad tears. They've been there. 
luckily there's been more good than bad, but it happens, you know? And you don't need a ton of money to start, you know? I started Metal Marvels with $500. Yep. $500 is all that I started with. And I've made my money back 3,000 times over. 3,000 plus times. I don't even know. A lot. So, you know, I think if you're going to go into business or you're going to join an MLM or whatever it is, you need drive. So much drive. Because I've seen people who join think it's easy money, whether it's an MLM or whatever, because those are the easiest to join. I've seen people do it and they don't put in the work. They get frustrated. They're not making the money. So they quit. Well, of course, you're not making the money. You have to fucking hustle. You know, you need passion for the industry that you're in, that you're going into. I've always loved jewelry. So it was like a no fucking brainer. Um, And you honestly need strength to not give up because there will be times that will... God, push your fucking patience and everything. And you're going to want to give up, but you can't. That's the difference between people who actually make it. You know, and if if you are looking, you know, just for extra money and, you know, none of the, like, extreme stress, sign up for shit like Lyft or Uber or Postmates. I mean, shit's easy. You drive around. You pick up shit. It's not difficult. My cousin used to do it. Never a problem. And sometimes people are either too drunk or fall asleep or something, and you end up with free food. (laughs) So if you want something that's like no stress, chill, and you just need extra money, like go do something like that. Or even there's new ones now like Shipped or Instacart. I've used used Shipped a few times. I freaking love it. Um, Do things like that, you know. If you want a little stress and there's something that you're passionate about, do an MLM. But like, honestly, make sure it is something you are passionate about. You know, you have to figure out what that is, you know, because if you are, for example, say 300 pounds and you don't work out and you don't eat healthy, it's going to be very hard for you to sell Herbalife. You know, if you don't take care of yourself, if you never wear makeup and honestly, you hate the shit, it's going to be really difficult to sell unique, you know? You know, for me, it was jewelry. Super passionate about it. It was easy. I could do it for days. That's what happened. I have a friend who literally gets ready and puts makeup on when she's bored. So I told her to try something with makeup. I have a best friend who's a hairdresser who sells uh, an MLM hair care product. It's literally what she does for her living. So it makes sense. So... It's got to be something that fits seamlessly into your life. You know, it doesn't have to be, but I absolutely think that starting something you're already passionate about will lend itself to much more success, really, because it's not going to be like pulling teeth to get you to talk about it to people. And then if you're going to start something of your own, I think you need to... Again, with the passion, of course, Um, it needs to be something that you have an immense interest in that you can look at every day. I mean, because really when starting, it's going to be like in your house more than likely and you have to stare at it every day. So if it's ugly clothes you don't wear, you're not going to sell it. And then you're going to be pissed you're staring at it all day. So it needs to be something that 
you already love, basically. And then you need to figure out how much you can spend to start. And please know that it doesn't take a million dollars to start a business. Unless you are doing some crazy like app or something medical or you're just, I don't even know, inventing something nuts. It doesn't take a million dollars. Again, I started with $500. There's like, of course, like all the official shit you have to do before you start anything. All illegal shit. That, of course, costs money, but it's not too bad to where you can keep that on the lower end, um, get a site for fairly cheap, and literally start selling tomorrow if you can get cheap products um, to start. Cheap, I mean, inexpensive, not like shitty products. Um, But you have to do all like the legal shit, you know, your business name for one. And don't spend a lifetime stressing over this, you know. Some people do. They want it to be perfect and whatever. And really, I recommend writing down ideas. I wrote a list of things. I wanted to incorporate metal because I was going to sell jewelry. I wanted to be something badass. And I just wrote out a whole list of things. I was at my best friend's house and going through the list and settled on it. And I loved it. And it was great. Um, But it's also like it can be changed. It can always change later if need be. But also too is when you come up with something you want to make sure you scour everywhere. Check trademarks, check copyrights, check the internet, literally Google the name you're thinking of and see if it exists. If it does, change it. You gotta pick something else. Um, Because you don't want to step into any legal shit before you even get started. And if you choose something, remember that it can always be changed later. Always. Um, I rebranded, and though I didn't change my name, I changed the logo, the website, the colors, and all that good shit. The product. (laughs) And the name can be changed. I mean, shit, a ton of... Even big brands have sometimes, you know, in the middle of being successful or whatever, if they've changed something little about their business to where it kind of calls for a new name, they've changed it. Of course, any changes are best to come before you're like too huge, but you're not stuck with it forever in a lifetime. Um, and then once you do that, you'll need to register your business with the state. Uh, this one I can't really go into depth about because each state has its own rules. So that could be forever um, <laughs> to talk about. Some states vary on business license rules, um, whether you need them or not. Um, some just require you to like register, but not necessarily get a business license. Um, fictitious business names. You don't need them everywhere. Sometimes you do. Um, permits, etc. It also depends on sort of how you choose your business structure. Um, obviously that needs to be decided first. Um, I personally think that starting right off the bat, I think it's great to start as a sole proprietor, which basically means that you use your social as the business ID. It's not anything public. It's just what your business is registered to. So during that time, you would basically count all income, all everything on your own personal taxes. um, And it's going to basically go through you. I think It's the best way to start because there's no sense in paying money for the other filings before you have sales. And like I said, the like 
business licenses may cost money or resale licenses or the fictitious business name if you have to file one. Like those are going to cost some money, but it's nothing outrageous and it's nothing tip is usually nothing close to what you'd have to pay to um, file any sort of corporation. Um, and I think the best time to switch to something else is when you have like a decent amount of sales or liability. If you're selling anything that has any sort of liability attached um, or anything where any legality or responsibility may fall on you, it's always best to be a corporation. That way everything will go through the corporation versus coming to you. And if say it's something legal and someone chokes themselves with the like strap of your dress, super like out there, but still it happens. People are crazy. If it, you're a sole prop, they can come after everything you own if they, if they sue you. Um, of course, it's always great to have business insurance. Smart idea to get that. Um, but if you are a any sort of corporation that gives you that level of protection so it goes after the corporation and not you or your husband or your wife or your whoever that's attached sort of thing. Um, I was a sole prop until we took off. So three years-ish, two and a half, I don't know, around there. Um, but it's because like when it's viewed more as a hobby – because it's not necessarily known yet by others, the liability is very minimal. Um, It's when, you know, we started taking off that I switched to an LLC. That was the only, or that that way, like, it gave me protection from business, tax things, like, et cetera. It's more protection for your personal money, especially, too, I was working a job for, you know, most of that. And should something crazy happen, I didn't want all of my money to be affected because my job obviously had nothing to do with the business. Um, so it gives you that level of protection um, and separates the two and separates the business into its own entity, which I think is the best way. I think it needs to be its own entity because it is at some point, you know, your business create comes like into a life of its own. And while you're the owner, you are, you're not the, like the functionality of it. If that makes sense. <laughs> you know, you can choose an LLC if you want. I Like I said, I don't know that it's necessary to do right from the get-go if you are just like a boutique or whatever. Um, although if you're brick and mortars, maybe the place you're renting from requires you to be a corp or requires business insurance or something. Um, but you can go the LLC route, which is um, a lot easier Um, or you can go full incorporated, which makes it a completely separate entity of its own. It's an incorporation and it's like legit. Um, (laughs) and it's like its own, own, own thing. Um, and taxes its own and file taxes on its own without you, you know, you would get paid and it's a whole other thing. Um, it's a little bit more expensive and I think it's a tad more lengthy, um, as far as the filing goes. But again, those are options you have, um, one of the main reasons I talked about, or I was asked to talk about this too, is because of the way we you know when I set up my LLC. So I used, I used LegalZoom to set up my LLC. Um, a lot of lawyers will do it for you too. There's a ton of IP lawyers that will file this stuff or just business attorneys in general that will fire it. The difference is you kind of have to pay them hourly usually. So it get a little more expensive um, than filing on LegalZoom. Um, I chose them because it was cheaper and I did not have an attorney yet. Uh, it was pretty easy, literally just filled out all the information and they filed it. Um, I will say this, and this is why I was asked to talk about it because they don't really tell you, um, don't sign up for the extra 
things when filing this LLC, especially if you go through LegalZoom. There's things that they're going to give you as an add-on that you can pay for, um, like registered agent. So what they don't tell you during the process is that you can be your own company's registered agent. I didn't know that the first year and paid the money. And basically, now I'm the company's registered agent. Send me all the mail. Send me all the correspondence. It's It comes to me. I mean, why wouldn't it anyways? Um, so if if they're your registered agent, it means they accept things on your behalf and then send them to you. And sure, like that maybe gives like, an added layer of protection, I guess, for anybody finding out your address, but also to, if, especially if you're an at-home business, have a mailbox and put everything there. No one needs to know your actual address. Put my, put your mailbox. Plain and simple. I mean, if they're going to track you down, what are they going to do? Stock a mailbox place? Like, come on. <laughs> um, there's also a few other things. They have like the essential compliance package, I think it's called. And then this business advantage um, package. You don't need either of them. So do not pay for them. Um, the business advantage, they give you like a free trial usually, but then you like never remember when it closes and you can get charged and it's not cheap. Um, it really didn't do anything. The compliance package is basically like reminders to file shit, put it in your calendar and save yourself a bunch of fucking money. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, But yeah, once you set up, you know, legally and with the state or city, you know, you're in, usually if you do both, um, you know, you're ready to start. You know, of course, by now you've probably figured out what you're going to sell, where you're going to sell, etc. I, of course, recommend Shopify. I've loved it. Um, I started out on a different platform that was actually free, um, which was great, But I got to a point, and I wasn't even very big at the time, but I got to a point, I was only two years in, I think, almost two years when I switched. And I just got to a point where I needed more functionality from the site itself, and I also needed more functionality for my customers. So I made the switch to Shopify in 2014, never looked back. Um, I also highly recommend looking into a course like Melissa's 21 day Insta course. And she's not this like coach that like pushes her shit or I can make you, you know, X amount in this launch or learn how I sold a hundred grand in a launch, which I don't know. No, I don't want to learn from someone who made money telling people they can make them money. Not, not a fan. Um, but with her course, it's like actually like, actionable. There's a laid out plan. And most importantly, is I think because it forces you to identify your ideal client and knowing who you're selling to will make things so much fucking easier for you. Like so much easier. It was one of the key things that was a game changer in my rebranding. It allows you to fully, fully, fully focus on this person that you're talking to, because when you know the person you're talking to, it makes it that much easier to communicate. Um, which in turn makes it easier to sell. So I highly recommend something like that. If it's Melissa's or if it's not, I will add the link if you want. Um, it's an affiliate link. I don't remember what percentage I get, but you don't have to click it. <laughs> Just going to share it with you. Um, and then, you know, of course, I'm not going to go over all the how to sell or how to post on social or all that stuff. Because that would turn this into a four-hour episode, and there's plenty of shit on the internet 
waiting for you to go through it all. Um, like I said in one of the very early episodes, that's what I did. I still do. I read tons of articles. I just soak in any information I can um, for the landscape of social selling and all this and all the changes that happen constantly. So you're going to have to keep learning because shit changes like weekly. (laughs) So be prepared for that. And I do, before I forget, I want to touch a little on trademarks. Um, I don't think they're necessarily needed in the beginning unless a few reasons. If you create something, a brand name, a line, something that you think will take off and or is extremely unique, like literally nowhere to be found anywhere at this point in time, then it would be a good idea to do it right off the bat. It's a couple hundred dollars budget for it, um, especially if it's something that you think is is going to take off or is so different, you know, or at least when you start seeing your site get more like traffic, because not to scare you, but there are a ton of people out there who will use your trademark and try to ride the wave of your success. And you have no recourse unless it is filed and registered. Trust me, <laughs> there's a shit ton of print shops, people with cricket machines, uh, print on demand shops, all kinds of people who will be quick to jump on it. So if from the beginning, it's unique as fuck, like, I suggest paying the money to file it. You can file with LegalZoom or an IP lawyer that will file the, tra- the paperwork for you. Um, check pricing, see what fits your budget. You know, I didn't trademark um, anything until I came out with expletives because it wasn't used by others and it fully described our branding, you know, of the collection. So I filed it pretty quick right thereafter. And then, of course, right before it registered and I was like waiting, I found about I found out about a small, like super tiny, but Etsy shop who decided to use my trademark as their business name, basically, which that was fun. So once it registered, I actually had a recourse and she had to change her business name. And some people might think, oh, that sucks. But it's a part of doing business, especially if you have something that you are going to protect. It's just shit you got to do. I have two registered expletives and uh, for our slogan, the four uh, bold women who break the mold as far as Metal Marvels goes. Um, And I have a few more filed waiting on the trademark office. Um, Affirmations, which is the opposite to our expletives that is filed. I'm waiting news on that. Um, and then expanding expletives on other collections because I initially only did it for jewelry. And then, of course, as you, if you follow Metamarbles, you have seen we have expanded to so much more. Um, so, yeah, so filing those um, and then actually filing profanity pillows um, since it does not exist and it is unique. And I filed our logo, too, because Shauna killed it with our logo and I definitely want to protect it. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and again, I'm almost six years down the road. So, you know, file, you know, one or two, if it's something that is like, especially if it's your like logo, that is like extremely distinct, I would do it or name things like that. The the shitty thing lately, as I mentioned previously, is there's this group of people, which I like to call the pitchfork trademark mafia, um, that are trying to invalidate people's trademarks um, and or not let them get filed. You know, and remember those like print on demand people that I said? Yeah, a lot of them are part of that group. 
and who want to be able to keep printing knockoffs of other people's logos or things that have made people the brand they are, you know? So doing it before you're big might be a good idea, especially if it's extremely unique, because once you have traction and people know who you are, you could face bullshit like that. Um, That's not great, super fun to deal with. So just sort of like assess what you're doing, what you're selling, your slogan, your logo, your brand name, like your key item you're launching, anything like that that can be intellectual property for your business. If you can protect it, I suggest you do. (laughs) All right. That was a lot. Um, I'm getting parched over here. I could go on forever, but um, I really hope that like all of this info was helpful and then hopefully motivational. Like if you've been on the cusp of thinking of starting something um, to just, you know, if you are passionate about it, do it. Like just fucking do it. It's, you know, even if it means like hustling while you're working a job or two, I did that or going to school also did that. Or if you have a family or whatever it is, like, you know, for the first year of Metal Marvels, I was working full time and going to college full time, along with running Metal Marvels, which is exhausting. I was up until all hours of the night and then up again super early to go to school. Wasn't great, but clearly it, you know, worked out. And the next three years I was working full time while running the company. So it's exhausting. Trust me but it's so fucking worth it. Set goals, crush them and make it fucking happen. Just, just do it. And I'm going to end with putting my two current big goals into the fucking universe. Um, in the next two years, I want a retail store right here in Vegas. Um, which, basically can be my brands as metal marvels. I can have pillows in there as well. It's going to be fucking cool. I have so many ideas of making it Instagrammable, like a motherfucker. And it would just be a rad shopping experience. Um, and then I also, I want a badass like coffee bar or coffee shop. I haven't really figured out which to call it yet, but like right here in Vegas with my badass twist on it, like Again, so many ideas. I'm like a running note of the things that I want. And like, ugh. So I'm putting those two into the universe. It's going to be so fucking good. Goals, babes. Goals. Thank you so much for listening today. If you loved this episode, I would love it if you would leave a review on iTunes so more babes can find our podcast. And do not forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Do you want more Bosses Fuck? You can follow us on Instagram at Bosses Fuck Podcast, or for even more, head to bossesfuck.com. Don't forget to join me back here next week for a brand new episode. And remember, always be boss as fuck. <laughs>